0: We walk through Psalm 118. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this evening is from John 12, which we will read quite a bit out of, but split into a couple of sections. But the first portion that we'll hear is verses 12 to 29 from John 12. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your King is coming sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and it had been done to him. And the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done the sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading from the book of Revelation in the seventh chapter. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise in honor of the gospel as you are so able. From John's gospel, continuing on in the 12th chapter. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. When Jesus said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. And though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Join your hearts together with mine as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you've gathered us together into your presence once again. We thank you as you continue to work by your spirit to put your word into our ears and your blessed son Jesus into our hands and the bread and the wine. We pray that you move by your spirit, remove distractions from our hearts and minds, and that you let us Rest in the promises and in the victory of Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. They came into the streets with palm branches in their hands as you sit here with palm branches in your hands. And have you ever stopped to wonder and think why we have this little tradition of holding palm branches and waving them high. I mean, they're fun to tickle people's ears with who sit in front of you. Fun to mess with your siblings when you're younger and you can whip them back and forth and even make beautiful little crosses out of them. But why? We don't do things like this very often. We don't go out when dignitaries are coming into town and wave palm branches in the air and tear the streets down and throw our cloaks and coats into the walkways of the people. We might roll out a red carpet or something like that and it carries kind of the same idea. Setting something out for somebody of prominence and prestige and honor to walk in on. But they sat there with palm branches in their hands, waving as this man, possible Messiah, came riding in on a donkey's colt, and they cried out, Hosanna. Remember what that means? Save us. Not victory, not Praise the Lord, not any of those things, but Hosanna, save us, son of David, save us, king of Israel. Kind of an amazing thing to cry out as they waved these palm branches on this day as Passover was about to kick off. And for the feast of Passover, palm branches weren't really a common thing. You might see a couple of waved here and there, depending upon who was coming into town, but it wasn't part of the festival itself. It wasn't part of that feast day itself. See, on that day that Jesus was riding in was actually the day that you should be bringing your selected, unblemished, perfect lamb into the house to get ready for the sacrifice, to get ready to prepare it. It's Kind of funny. On this day that Jesus rides into Jerusalem, the very city of his people, the very place that God had set aside for the Messiah to come from, the very place where God's house is, or at least was, that the lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world was riding in to the house, this unblemished lamb being brought in for the sacrifice of Passover. And they stood there with palm branches in their hands to wave for victory. Those palm branches may not have been part of the Passover festival as often as or not, but they were definitely part of another festival. It would have happened about eight months earlier in the fall time, the festival of booths or the festival of tabernacles. During that festival, they weren't remembering the time when God brought them out of Egypt and out of the bonds of slavery, but they were remembering God's presence with them while they are in the wilderness. Remember, God brought them out and led them to Mount Sinai into his presence and then to the promised land to live in his presence. And they said, no, we don't want to live there. That's scary. There's big people there. And so they then were told to have to wander the desert for 40 years, but God remained present with them. And the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. And then during the festival of tabernacles, they remember that. On one of those nights, as they're remembering the lights, Jesus stood up and he said, all this stuff you're celebrating, I am the light. That's me light in the dark world the light of god's presence that leads your way see they would come in with their first fruits of the harvest to bring in to sacrifice on the altar around the temple and as those sacrifices were being altered or altered (laughs) offered at the altar uh, they would walk around with three different branches of trees with palm branches being one of them so with palm branches in their hands they would wave them Signifying and remembering how God was present with them through the wilderness. How he was present with them when they thirsted, cried out to God. He provided water from the rock during that fall festival as Jesus stood up on the last day of the festival, the great day of the festival, and all this water had been brought up to the temple to remember how God was present with them and provided he said, I am the water. You want living water? You come to me. Because I'll give you living water that will not run out. You won't thirst anymore. It will well up from inside you. See, God present with his people brings life. So here at this Passover... As the people stood there with palm branches in their hands, waving them as Jesus walked in, though they knew he had done some amazing things by raising Lazarus from the dead and healing people and bringing sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf and mobility to the lame and walking in fulfilling prophecy on a colt of a donkey, all these wonderful things that were going on. They looked for this one to save them from the oppression of the Romans, from the weight of other cultures encroaching in upon Israel. Hosanna, even to the king of Israel, as they wave their palm branches high, not really even maybe putting together the fact that they're also waving these, just like at the Feast of Booths, where they see God present with them. It wouldn't be till later that the disciples started to put all that together. But those beautiful moments where even in the simple things that are going on, people not realizing all of who is there and present with them on this day before Passover, on this time when Jesus is coming into his Father's house. They wave their palm branches high and cry out to the King. It's not too long after that that John would get a vision of heaven. John, who wrote this gospel, this beautiful word of God showing us where Jesus had walked in and all the events going on in those days up to the crucifixion, also gets to see heaven. A vision opened up to him of saints sitting around the altar, praising God with palm branches in their hands, waving them, Across the altar where the Lamb of God sits on his throne, the one who is the sacrifice for all to bring them into his presence. As they were washed in the blood of the Lamb, their robes made white and pure. Palm branches in their hands, celebrating the King, the sacrifice, the Lamb. All of it rolled up into one in Christ, there on the throne, lifted high in honor glorified, fully seeing the fulfillment of all of the promises that have been made before. And as John looks upon that vision, you can just imagine him saying, what does that have to do for me? Kind of like, what does that all mean for you? Well, here you sit with palm branches in your hands. You sit in that same company of saints, those who have died before us in the faith, those who will come after us and be washed in the blood of the Lamb as well, that whole congregation of those who have been saved by God and brought into his presence, celebrating the victory of the Lamb over sin and over death and everything else. You are part of that congregation, that very thing that John saw. You're part of that. That's the promise that's given to you in your baptism. That's what Jesus has done for you. As your robes have been washed white in the blood of the lamb, as your sins have been washed clean in the water of the one who gives everlasting life and living water, the one who fills your dark nights with light, that very lamb of God who come to take away the sins of the world has made you his. As we see him lifted high on the throne, we wave our palm branches in celebration. We cry out, Save us, O Lord. And he says, I did, and I have. You're mine. What a beautiful promise. What a beautiful vision ahead of things. And to know that when we sit here with these at the other side of what we can see, the whole of all the believers throughout history are there celebrating with you the Lamb of God who had come to take away the sins of the world, the Lamb of God on the throne, the one who has saved us, Jesus. Amen. you pray with me, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you have done for us. As we cry out, Hosanna, save us. You fulfill that and come and save us through Christ. You have forgiven our sins. You have brought us into your presence. We pray that you continually keep our eyes focused upon him and let us rest in that fulfilled promise of Christ for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to rise.